You can support this show at patreon.com slash ASA podcasting. back uh skyrim attic podcast i'm michael i'm joined by ray hello hello and victor good evening and uh we're back with some we're gonna have a little feedback from steve again his uh yay latest from leo gets who had an interesting time in markarth <laughs> playing it in a way i have never even thought about doing actually that that was pretty interesting to find out uh you'll have to wait to hear that um so <laughs> But uh, yeah, we had uh, we'll probably talk some uh, what Baldur's Gate three at, at the end, uh, <laughs> whatever we've seen about that, and uh, yeah, uh, I have uh, I started a survival mode character after there was some discussion about survival mode. I think in the Discord a couple weeks ago, um, so I was like, oh, let me, vanilla uh, survival mode's not that bad. Let me go back and do that again. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back and did that. Uh, I hate that there's no like way to tell when you're getting hungry or tired or anything. Like, but you have, you have to go into the menu to actually see the active effects to see. Doesn't like, it do audi- audible prompts? Like, yeah, some it, do- other, it does. Yeah, and yeah. it'll give me grumbles. Yeah, and it'll yeah. give you a little thing at the top of the screen. Sometimes I'm sometimes though I'm playing like in the morning, so I don't have the sound up very at all, high at all. Right. So I don't really hear anything. Um, yeah, and the and the little indicators on the screen flash by so quick. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you're peckish, but you might miss it real quickly or whatever. So uh, that's definitely yeah. something I don't love about it. I haven't died or frozen to death or anything. Um, but I've, uh, I, I basically just wanted to play. I was like, oh, I'll just play an alchemist. And I've kind of stumbled into jewelry making. Because I got the halted stream camp, which made me realize oh, yeah. that that would yeah. be an amazing like modded player home halted stream. Mm. Like a I modded- believe there is a mod for that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's what I wanted. To- and I was like, I need to look this up. But I haven't yep. looked it up yet. But I'm like, there's got to be one for that because well, it's just too good. I think there's a specific one, but I can't remember. But there's also a mod. I not remember. I'll I'll look it up and I have I have it not loaded but I have it in my in my collection mm. uh that allows you to claim oh okay. bandit camps as you clear uh, it out as you clear them out yeah that's um, excellent yeah uh yeah I'll look, I'll look that up oh, yeah and they don't you can't you defend them from you know them trying to reclaim it and stuff like that. It stops them from respawning inside. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. So they like respawn outside essentially to reclaim it is yeah. kind of how the mechanism. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, yeah. And uh, I actually, is it lawless? No, that's the, the bandit overhaul. That's the bandit overhaul, right? Where they're, yeah. Yeah. yeah I have that loaded now as well. Um, yeah, sorry, I don't I don't remember. It's 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 in here somewhere, but um but shouldn't be hard to find anyway. 
Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to go on the Nexus and look it up. I, yeah. But it was like I was in there, and, and because I was playing the uh, survival mode, I, I wasn't fast traveling. Obviously, cause you can't. But um, I started out. I did deliver another life. Uh, started out as an alchemist in a tent or whatever. So you're down by a little pond by Fall Creek. Yeah. And I just took my time and worked my way back up to White Run and just exploring the. Since I'm just doing very basic stuff, I'm just exploring the area, not really questing or anything like that. Um, and so my character stumbles upon Halted Stream and learns how to make gold. So the only smithing I'm doing is making jewelry uh, and collecting my ingredients for potions. Mm, nice. And I had mm. to spend like three or four days in there transmuting things because I was like level four. So it was like <laughs> yeah. I could cast it one time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so the, this fits in perfectly. Um, so major slack is back in Skyrim. Oh, and you know, so I watched his first couple of videos and he's got a mod loaded. Oh no. That lets you mine with shock magic. Oh, Ooh. interesting. So you could have a mage, you know, so that you can, you know, get your alteration up quick enough that you could actually do some transmute. But you could also mine all of your ore via shock magic. Huh. <laughs> and I tried it out. It works pretty damn good. That is, uh, I like so it that. takes about three blasts of, of shock um, to mine up, you know, the three, uh, the three bits of ore you know, from each deposit. Oh, and, uh, no pickaxe axe next necessary, which is wow. good if you're a mage because a lot of times you don't have a lot of carry weight. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> but, yeah, and you know it's easy enough to get you know shock. Um, yeah, you know especially yeah. if you do vanilla start and get it from the, uh, you know from the cage. But uh, oh, right, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it sparks. Yeah, that's the that's the mod. That's the spell you got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so it was pretty cool. It worked well. It worked. I didn't do it a lot. I my character's not doing any smithing, um, but uh, I had to try it out. <laughs> yeah, and, always... uh, in in Slack's playthrough, it's pretty hilarious watching them. That's a I like that's an interesting idea though. Makes the mage like it gives it a little more rounding it out around you know, just for bait. Like even if it was just for like the transmuting to make jewelry to enchant. Mm-hmm. Like that would make sense for uh, to go in that direction. Yeah. yeah, I mean it, it's hard to cast magic when your hands are all calloused from uh, <laughs> swinging a pickaxe. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this true. is true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's got to be a conjured pickaxe pickaxe out there too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I imagine because whatever mod I'm running right now, um, yeah, it, it's it, there. Every imaginable weapon is has a conjured version. Oh god! So, wow. I mean, conjured pikes, conjured, you know, um, you know, wow. halberds. Which mod is that? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm running two collections together. Um, oh okay. So yeah. there's like 689 mods. Oh wow! <laughs> and I have no idea what's which going one's on. doing what. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, crazy shit's happening all the time. I'm like, oh, I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not sure that's where awesome. that came from but why it's been fun <laughs> oh yeah, god that's funny <laughs> that's good i like it i still have well, a winter sun loaded in i'm using uh what am I oh, i'm using ariel because i have a wood elf okay. so just using ariel and, and you know the basic praying is helping as opposed to with hermaeus mora where you get absolutely nowhere for decades <laughs> right right <laughs> the the normal uh root is uh working there and i'm just doing the basic alchemy and stuff like that i have fun with it just a very light easy playthrough just wandering the local area going to like fort greenwell and you know uh halted stream and stuff like that just right around the general area you know staying safe mm. making potions selling them right run run the whole local yeah yeah just hanging yeah. out in the local area <laughs> that's it Nice. Uh, I did try. What was that mod? I said I tried it. Uh, let's see, the chain of time, which uh, you have to take a. I forget where it kicks off, but essentially, it's one of those ones where you get on a boat and you go to an island where mm -hmm. something's happening. There's a bunch like that, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so this one, the island has been a lot. A lot of the uh, flora on the island has turned purple. So obviously there's a lot of lavender, a lot of uh death bells, and everything else kind of has a purple feel to it, like the whole island. I never got to find out why it got turned purple. Um <laughs> because uh it I kept having like crashing issues and it, I had to start over cuz I technically I added it into a previous playthrough so I knew the risk going in. Oh, I, was yeah. like, yeah. <clears throat> I didn't yeah. feel like starting over to start it and I was like, uh, I'll take a chance and add it in. And it went pretty well. So it, it wasn't on the mod itself. It was just I had it was a matter of convenience for me and then it, I knew I the risk I was running with it. But, but there were some like Khajiit snake creatures which were interesting. Um hmm. kind of like Medusa esque looking. Um but uh, yeah, it's just uh, you know one of those typical stories where you got to save the island kind of thing, go back and forth. Uh, nicely designed, though. I like to look at the island. If you need uh, lavender by any chance or <laughs> uh, death bells, uh, that would be a great place to go. I would say because there was a lot of them. so <laughs> <laughs> there was just a crap ton of them everywhere since the island was turned purple. Um, yeah, lavender is a magic uh, magic has. <clears throat> Several oh, yeah. magic properties, yeah. Oh, I did finish up my previous character, the Reyes Mora one. Defeat it. Uh, Mirak. Uh, had the, the dragon. I, I didn't realize <laughs> I was on the final run through uh, the Apocrypha to get the Mirak. I, for some reason, I thought there was another stage I had to go through. And then all of a sudden, the dragon's there, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, oh. God. Yeah, no time to mentally prepare. No, for I just all yeah. of a sudden I had to like I did the dragon run and I'm like, oh no, I gotta ride this one or or bend well. Sorry, I have to do the bend well on that one, not dragon run. But uh, and I'm like, Ugh. and it's still so clunky. <laughs> it's just it's, it's yeah, just it's, so bad. It will never ever be good. I um, had such a hard time. You know how he's up at the like top of that tower and yeah, and yeah. I'm stuck. It, the dragon's trying to kill all these stupid. Uh, lurkers and stuff on this lower level area and I'm like no 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 we gotta go up there like what are we doing we can't be down here and then it's landing and then I gotta get back on and fly back I'm like oh my god this is why 
It's literally the only achievement I have never gotten in the vanilla game was for riding five dragons. <laughs> because I wasn't <laughs> even going to ride five dragons. Yeah. To do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, of course, you get the disappointment of not defeating Mirak because Hermes Morton takes it from you, essentially. So there is that also. But uh, yeah, I had fun going through it. It had been a while since I did uh, Dragonborn. And it was a it was a good fun time and a, playing it in a in a, as a mage it was a interesting way to go instead of a sneaky archer <laughs> which is uh, I think how I've done it almost every other time <laughs> yeah yeah I started a new character too I decided uh, I, I I had gotten so powerful with with the the poison I, I loaded this mod called Sky Toxin which uh, adds a lot of super powerful poisons hmm. uh to the game and uh so the periite thing it was fun but you know when you have a uh a botulina toxin which literally does like 400 damage points <laughs> per second oh my god for 20 <laughs> seconds or something like that yeah it's you can just kill anything yeah know? there's oh, nothing that holds yeah there. and so and so you have to sort of stop yourself from using those but it's just too tempting. You know, just go around and kill yeah. giants everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah. And man, yeah. So, so it was, it was fun while it lasted. So, yeah. So I started a new, uh, he's a Nord. He's, uh, he's, uh, General Tullius's ne'er do well cousin, <laughs> Gunnar Tullius. Um, uh. but, uh, but I wanted to use, uh, the, the two new, um, uh, race and stone, standing stone mods from Enai Shion. Uh, which is sort of supposed to be integrated into into the racial abilities, and they're they're actually good. So you you each stone has a race specific uh, trait, um, and he's so he's integrated that with with the race mod, which has more sort of more interesting uh, you know passive and and uh, active effects for for your for your race. You still get for like for a Nord, you still get twenty five percent frost increase but you also get a, a thing called rage which you can uh um invoke and another one i forget but and those integrate with various effects from various standing stones some of them are like the typical you know Shion, you know so if if your character has one left you know toenail clipped and uh, you spend eight seconds you know eating cheese <laughs> Uh, you'll get this bone. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yes, to, the yeah. overly, yeah. <laughs> right. So, but there's a few, uh, that are, are not quite so complicated. Um, and, uh, they're, they're fun. So I want to do that. And I wanted to use, uh, Simon Magus's shout overhaul. And so I, I think we, we, we had a brief discussion about this on, uh, on the, on the, the chat where, uh, gods and worship takes a very different approach to uh talos worship yeah that's right i didn't say this he's a talent he's a very devout talos worshiper having got off the cart and ended up in white run for obvious reasons and and been converted by heimsker and and so on um and uh so gods and worship versus winter sun very different approach to to the talos worship hmm. gods and worship is a much more armor and and combat related whereas winter sun is all shouts um and uh the the simon magus overhaul 
for shouts doesn't add all the many new sort of uh combination shouts that that you know Cheyenne added in his shout overall thunder child uh it's it as a a tree a, a perk tree so mm-hmm. you you can spend dragon souls to get new perks which increase your which do the same thing that winter sun does which is to increase your or decrease your you know your recovery time etc cetera, etc cetera, and your the power of your shouts so it's it's kind of a cool so i'm i but i mean you know i'm taking my usual sweet time kind of uh plotting through and sort of letting things take their natural course i don't really grind much because i can never remember how to so <laughs> i just <laughs> let it go um so uh but it's been fun so far and, and i'm also uh so <clears throat> pardon me to sort of go on and on about mods but i'm I'm using a couple of new we talked about at your own pace the last time where with the like the main the main quest you actually can the the horn of your wind caller is there in oh, yeah. Grav. yeah and all that so so and i'm doing the companions with that i'm doing the main quest with at your own pace and a cup and the dawn guard and dragonborn i have those those loaded as well i don't know how that's that's going to work out and then there's there's a couple other new things um that i'm using uh one called environs which is kind of cool i i haven't been playing this character long enough to to see its results uh but the idea with environs is that it takes certain things like for instance the western watchtower right uh and it loads some very small scripts that start the western watchtower and i actually so i i I take that back i have seen the effects of it to, to an extent it starts the western watchtower as a complete build there's no damage to it whatsoever it's it's in perfect intact condition and then after the uh Mermelin years uh, attack it becomes what you what we're all used to and then after that it slowly gets rebuilt um the same thing with that old farm across the road from the from the western watchtower oh yeah uh, there's a little it's 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 kind of cool it's, there's lots of lit, it takes little spots in the game and and sort of changes them over over time there's been that's sort of become a theme there i don't know if you all noticed there's a, a mod that came out recently which uh takes dead animals and slowly rots them away oh. <laughs> yeah 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 uh so there's that there's been several of those sort of you know time uh scripted uh mods um so so yeah so anyway i've i've loaded all of those i'm i'm really looking forward to sort of watching the progression of that and so right now he's he's just finished the uh uh grabbing the horn of Jurgen Wendkaller and uh but it takes a little with the at your own pace mod you have to uh, either sort of cast around and try to figure out exactly how to trigger the, this quest that you're so used to triggering themselves and this is something that Steven talked about in in his latest Leo Gets thing where where he doesn't like uh mods that or uh, quests that auto trigger that you can't avoid uh like the you know when you enter Markarth for the first time mm-hmm. um and this at your own pace helps to avert that oh, and if you use okay. a mod with it called timing is everything uh you can you can pretty much take care of all those mods mm-hmm. that sort of auto trigger and and uh, um 
So I've, I've done a lot of that with, with this to try to keep the, uh, you know, the, the quest log from being completely cluttered with things you don't want to do and, and stuff, you know? So, uh, so yeah. So yeah. Anyway, sorry. I went on a lot there, but that's where this current character is is, is going. Those time-based ones seem interesting. They are. They're, they're, uh, sadly, of course they're, they're, I I don't know how many of them, if any are available for Xbox or, or anything else. They're, uh, Um, but, uh, they are pretty cool and they seem to be very stable. I haven't had any, any issues. The only crash I've had was, uh, due to a, a patch for JK, one of JK's latest mods, which was Rift and Outskirts. And there was a, uh, Khajiit has wares is a mod that sort of just adds a little bit of fun and stuff to the Khajiit camps. Oh, okay. There was a patch for that and JK's rift and outskirts that caused a crash. As soon as I rounded the corner or came out the door, just the game would crash. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, I haven't had any problems. Huh. It's been great. I've got 300 and uh, 308 plugins in this one. So I do have a new grind for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> And this one's uh, this one's pretty practical because it's uh you know uh so I started a new character to um for worshiping RK uh oh. with gods in worship since I had done uh the uh, winter sun last time and uh it's a destruction mage and so I needed to get my destruction up because that was you know my main uh, source of of power uh, and so, uh, if you go to Hop's Fall Cave, and uh, you know, take care of the the first leg of the cave before you get to the uh, gate that you have to lower. Um, so there's a few necromancers. You got to clear out some skeletons and stuff. Uh, but you get to this chest um, that has all of the uh, the spell tomes uh, that are added. Uh, with, oh, no, I don't, it, so some of it is Odin and some of it is, um, uh, Apocalypse. Apocalypse? Okay. Apocalypse, yeah. okay. Uh, but, uh, so, and some of it I think might even be added by, uh, the anniversary edition. Uh, mm. but this, uh, but the one that you're looking for is unbounded storms. Mm. Um, so, you know, it doesn't really matter how much magic you have, um, you know, to be able to cast it uh, because it's, uh, it's, it's a lot like the uh, alteration, you know, where you tr- uh, start off uh, casting uh, uh, the, the levitation one. What is that? Uh, uh, I can't think of the name of it. This one you get in the uh, the skooma den uh, from the vampires. Um, oh, the, the oh, where you le- where you levitate or you levitate where items? you can levitate items. The telekinesis one. Telekinesis. That's the one. Um, well, so with uh, 
uh, with unbounded storms, uh, you start to cast it and immediately go into the map menu um, and fast travel across the map. And it considers you casting that spell the entire time you were fast traveling. And it levels up your destruction magic. Oh. Um, and so it's not, it, it's not as fast as telekinesis. Uh, because that'll take you from 15 to 100 in, in one trip across <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the map. Um, that is true. But, uh, you know, it does give you, you know, 20 levels or so uh, across on the map. So nice. Um, definitely a good way to, uh, to grind up uh, some destruction. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so, so I kind of loosely built this character around uh, the fallen inquisitor by sky hypothesis. Mm-hmm. You know, so destruction in left hand mace in the right. Uh, so he's been running around just recently picked up the spell night uh, uh, helmet and gauntlets um, for the destruction uh, reduction. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, if you get the corrupted uh, spell night helmet, it's a, uh, Plus seventy magica. Oh, is it? So that's that's pretty beefy. That's yeah. That's plus seventy is pretty solid. I mean, that's yeah. That's a pretty high uh, level. Yeah, it's it's been fun. It's a high elf character. Um, you know, went through uh, did the mages college. Um, uh, just before I finished up my other character, it was the uh, uh, the wood orc. Um, I did the mod, uh, worm's tooth. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's another one where you travel to another Island. Um, but, but that was a hell of a way to level up RK's. Uh, so when I got to the Island, uh, my, uh, my favor with RK was 83%. Um, when I killed the, uh, necromantic dragon, <laughs> It was 113%. Wow. Um, so that's, that's God's in worship favor. Uh, no, that was uh, winter sun. Winter sun. Okay. Winter sun. Um, yeah. So with God's in worship, it's just been a lot of killing vampires, droggers, and yeah. uh, necromancers. Yeah. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what the, I guess with God's in worship, uh, it's, it has a lot to do with quests quest completions right uh, uh yeah there <laughs> and guys in worship is pretty is is pretty tedious it's hard yeah it's hard to to level up to to your the next le- whatever i forget the different levels of the uh but yeah it's it's hard to, to yeah so progress in, yeah so i've gotten to uh disciple yeah on uh, gods in worship so i get the boon power um which is a uh, it, it's essentially a circle of protection spell. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, that you can cast. The grace ability is better. Um, that's where you just t- straight up take twenty five percent less damage um, from undead and uh, regenerate your health fifty uh, percent faster. Um, and it also lets you uh, sanctify uh, corpses, which is essentially just turn them into a pile of ash oh, okay. <laughs> um, so that they can't be uh, 
raised resurrected by yeah. uh, necromancers yeah yeah uh, or vampires um but if you're if you're using um coordinator uh there's a high level uh destruction spell that does the same thing um that one is what is that one called um scorched earth mm. so um you set them on fire they burn in a lake of their own you know uh burning fat drippings <laughs> and then turn into a pile of ash ah <laughs> uh, good lord but, uh, uh, yeah yeah the the gods and worship uh talos stuff is mostly armor related armor and stamina related uh for, until you get to the guardian level but yeah yeah they the mod author has a spreadsheet yes i, I was about to mention that yeah that uh it'll break down all the different uh pluses and minuses for each of the uh yeah you get the most of- points for the main quest i think it's like 28 points towards whatever no uh, and uh so yeah, the the points are everything else, all the little stuff. Charity, you know, your your divine will like it when you give charity out, and and uh, won't like it if you steal stuff and things like that. So that's similar to Winter Sun, but yeah, you get a lot of points for for different quest fulfillments. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. I I uh, I'm I'm looking forward to playing this sort of a lot over the next few months just trying to yeah and and i started this I, I would need a mod that <clears throat> that slowly builds you know skyrim up um like for your account so that every time you start a new character at level 20 <laughs> 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 they pick up where the last character left off. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> Otherwise, I would never see anything ever. Drop you into the world that's already existing. Yeah. Yeah, so, I started this this new guy right right at the cart ride. I decided because yeah. the Periat guy I started like Steven did with with Leo Getz. I started mm-hmm. him well well leveled. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Um and I just started playing around with uh, the new photo mode mod. Ah, um, so uh, that uh, it's it's been it it works well. Um, Does it have all the things that like the other photo mode? mode? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, I I haven't gotten into the MCM to look at it you know, as far as what's customizable in it, <clears throat> but. Uh, it uh it it functions well once i figured out where it dropped the uh, pictures at so speaking of more mods uh ray did you catch the the two another really cool set of mods that came out this is like two or three weeks ago now i haven't tried them although i downloaded them immediately uh sky climb no yeah uh, is that the one that uh that when you walk up to a wall, it gives you the little indicator that you can jump up on the wall. You can climb. Yeah. You can climb almost anything. It, it, it's, uh, 
it's based on a, a thing called uh, uh, animated traversal, which is a sort of a framework mod. Um, and uh, but yes, you supposedly you can climb almost anything now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I saw a video on that. It looked yeah. super cool. It requires some installation uh, expertise, and, and and I think it it uses Nemesis, which is one of the animation engines. So you have to be able to run Nemesis. So it's definitely a PC only uh, deal. Uh, I mean, I already run Nemesis for all my builds because I I use TK Dodge and a couple other things, and and that works better if you use this Nemesis framework. But uh, yeah. but yeah, anyway, it looks really cool. I was so that's definitely going to be. I'm going to try that out s- sometime soon. All right. I did uh so on my first trip up to uh High Hrothgar, I got up to that spot not long before you get to High Hrothgar where there's a troll. Oh and yeah. I thinking, and I, I had Lydia with me, so I decided to to take a companion along this time. So I was Lydia's been running around behind me. And I'm thinking, that's a unusually large looking troll oh god why, why does it look so big i can't remember what, what the hell, why is it so big so i went in there splat and i reloaded i went splat and I, probably four times before oh, i remembered man. that i had loaded this mod called yotun which is a troll overall <laughs> <laughs> and they are unusually large and very uh, powerful uh oh, so man. i i sneaked around uh yeah heck with this <laughs> Because it, it was just, it was not working. Oh, uh, man. And, uh, yeah. So beware of Yotun. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good, but man, they are, they are badass. Uh, so that's pretty cool, though, because at times it does feel like the trolls are not uh, as epic as they should be. At some yeah. Point. Or there know, should be have, at least higher level ones around. Yeah. And I don't have calm or, you know, kind's peace or anything yeah. yet. So I can't, I can't, and I'm not even sure these trolls might be too powerful uh, for that. I don't know what that might be like a giant. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, but luckily there is a route that you can sneak around the side of the troll yes. and you get away. And, but I'll tell you what, before I decided to take that route, I thought, well, I'll run away because, you know, the trolls lose interest. In <laughs> no, he chased me all the way to the door of Hyrothgar. Oh, oh, holy God. smokes. Yeah. That's yeah. impressive. <laughs> That's, I got it. I'm out the door. Done. Done. Oh, dang. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I still haven't figured out which mod it is, but uh, one of them uh, has changed the uh, Draugr. Oh. Um, and it added a Draugr that spits poison. Oh, Ooh. good. <laughs> not, not, good. not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So at least now I know to expect them. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, they're visibly different than the other one. So, uh, you know, if you, if you see their outfit, you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first cool. time it's probably surprising. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and deadly. And yeah, 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 cool. Uh, well, we have uh, part five of Leo Gets. Uh, I think this might be the last one. We don't know what happened to part six off the <laughs> Steve, <laughs> but uh, we can. Well, check. I hope there's more. I yeah. hope so too. Next it's been season, really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, take a listen to that now.
Well, hello, adventurers. This is Steve from Skyrim Book Club, and I'm here with another day in the life of our intrepid treasure hunter, Leo Getz. Today, we're going to knock out three of the Baron Zaya stones, which can be found in Markarth in the surrounding region. Another stone that you can find close to Dawnstar. And we pick up map number six, which is technically in the Dawnstar region, but really ends up being closer to Whiterun. I decided to start my day in Markarth because, you know, rip the band-aid, right? We work before we play. I've never enjoyed Markarth. I find it the most labyrinthian city in Skyrim. And it's just kind of ugly, too, if we're being honest with each other. But I will tell you that the main reason that I don't like Markarth is because I don't like to be quest ambushed. I don't like it in this game when you're wandering along, minding your own business, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, pop, some NPC comes up to you and just like foists their life story and all their problems and drama onto you. And you're stuck with an entry in your quest journal that you're never going to do anything about. I want my desk to be clean. I don't like it. And as we all know, when you open those big Dwemer gates and you enter into Markarth, you have no choice but to be roped into the Forsworn Conspiracy. But I'm proud to say that I was thinking on my feet today. I checked my guy's setup before I got ready to go, make sure I got the right spells loaded and so on and so forth. And I've got Pacify in my left hand. And just as I'm sitting there waiting for the loading screen to finish, I think to myself, I wonder what would happen if I just like pacified that guy who's trying to stab that woman in the market. So I get in there, power up my spell, poof, I catch him when he's like a foot away from her. Like he's already got the knife out and everything. And he stands up straight, pockets his blade. But of course, the dialogue is still going off, shouting, like whatever he shouts, like something about uh, doing it for the Force Warren or blah, blah, blah. And he's standing there, peaceful as a sleeping baby. And out of nowhere, the Markarth guards come rolling in. They like slam the shields on him. They start smacking him with their weapons. They take this guy down like a protester at a rally all over and done with, and his corpse is still glowing with the pleasant green glow of Pacify. Now, I can't escape being given that note by, you know, whoever that guy is. I tell him I didn't see a thing. I get out of there, and I start making my way. So, we have two places that we're trying to go today to pick up Baron Zaya stones. The first is the Treasury House. This is very nice. You go straight up the hill, follow the little river, past the house where the Vigilant of Stendar is trying to get you involved in a Daedra quest, and right there, you'll find the treasury house. So this is an inn. You can just walk in here. There's no real subterfuge that's going to go on. However, you do have to get into the back room if you're going to access the Baron's Eye Stone. It's in a bedroom off to the back left as you enter into the building. So it's very easy. Apprentice level, lock, one lockpick, in and out, no problem. Now I get in there, and Thornvar, the owner, is sitting there having his lunch. Pretty as you please, right on his bedside table where you put all of your treasures is the unusual gem. So I picked that up, but I can't resist seeing what old Thornvar has got in his pockets. We sneak up on him, we do the pickpocket thing, and don't I find a ring of deft hands? Because the only thing Leo gets needs more than 100 skill points in pickpocketing is a 15% increase in his ability to pickpocket. So I successfully steal that, because the delicious irony of getting that wrong would have been fabulous, but no, legit, I stole it on the first try. I leave the man whole otherwise, get out of there, and we start heading for Understone Keep. The second stone that we're looking for is in the Dwemer Museum. Now, I know from previous experience that if you try to approach the Dwemer Museum, the guard will stop you and tell you that you have to go talk to Kelselmo. Sure enough, same thing this time around. 
But as soon as he's done that, he doesn't seem to care whether you walk right by him to the door. I think it's an expert level lock, a little bit of jiggery pokery, not too much trouble. We get in there. Immediately, it's noisy. I don't know why they're running live Dwemer machinery inside the museum, but it's all this very steampunk sounding kind of thing. Display cases everywhere, various Dwemer constructs in there, and I start sneaking around. I don't recall exactly where in the museum the gemstone is, but it's in a small room behind like a locked gate or a locked door. It's not very far from the entrance. If all you're trying to do is get in and get out, you can fairly easily. Now, it's important to recall that I'm staying stealthy. I've been using my invisibility, and because I have quiet casting, I am casting my invisibility again before it runs out. I do a little exploring around here, however, and I find a fabulous expert-locked Dwemer chest that has a heavy war axe of Inferno, a heavy ebony war axe of Inferno, and a circlet of extreme illusion. Now, I take both of these things, of course, and I briefly consider whether or not I'm going to keep the circlet of illusion. It's 22% less to your casting cost, but I've got a pretty deep mana pool, or magicka pool, I should say, and we all know I've got a very expensive home purchase ahead of me in the form of Proudspire Manor. I pick up a couple of assorted scrolls, I wander around, and actually unlock Kalsamo's Laboratory which it's clear there's got to be some kind of quest going on down here. Again, I have no idea, but uh, there are lots of valves that you obviously have to interact with. There's oil on the floor, so on and so forth. But Calselmo is a bit of a cheeky Pete, it seems. He has got a filled black soul gem at his work table. I do not want to know what that man has been up to. Nonetheless, I decide, you know what? I've done pretty well for myself. I've gotten the unusual gem. I'm going to get on my bike, so to speak, and get out of here. But ladies and gentlemen, greed kills. I couldn't resist looking at the display cases. And like the dummy that I am, I stand right up to look into one of the cases to see what's in there, and I trigger all of the guards. It's immediate shouting about trespassing. I don't even get a chance to like interact with them or get out in any way. They're just, they're aggroed straight away. So luckily I remember from a previous session, my practice with Voice of the Emperor. Bam! I hit the cue. Everybody goes happy and quiet, sheath their weapons. I get out of there and I do my best to like glide past the remaining guards in Understone Keep, get out to the front door. Now, here is my plan. I've told you before that I have like a summonable emergency merchant. Now, I don't want a bounty in Markarth, right? I don't need to be stopped by some random guard when I'm walking around thoughtlessly being told I owe him money and then having him take all my stolen loot because most of my loot's going to be stolen, right? So, I summon my merchant, I sell off all of the junk that has got the little red hand beside it, I dismiss her, and I go over and talk to a Markarth guard. And all of a sudden, they're very friendly. They're throwing out casual lines about, oh, you're that illusionist that cast those spells. Impressive. Oh, I heard that a dragon took down Helgen. Can you imagine such a thing? So, I look at my journal. I've got a five gold bounty as a result of this, but nobody seems to be taking the opportunity to stop me, try to arrest me, extort that five bucks out of me, or whatever. But then I realized that I don't care about Mark Harth, and I'm never coming back to this stinky town again. So I just walk out the front door. <laughs> and if I end up owing somebody money at some point, well, we're going to live with that. And if that costs me a shiny bauble that didn't really belong to me, well, we'll just have to, we'll have to accept that as a cost of doing business. So that was a very simple, in and out, you know, cat burglar kind of business, mostly nice and easy. Now we have a bit of a bigger challenge ahead of us. I've got to get down to Dead Crone Rock, which is sort of pretty much straight south of Markarth. But as any of you who have spent any kind of time in the Reach know, you don't go straight anywhere in the Reach. 
this extremely craggy and rocky terrain means you're always taking the long way around to do anything. Or like maybe you buy a horse and you kind of climb some hills and that sort of thing. But uh, I've really spent very little time in Markarth in all of my Skyrim hours. And objectively, it's beautiful. It's it's a wonderful part of the world. But man, it is not like commuting in Whiterun Hold. Not even slightly comparable. Nonetheless, through a combination of ambitious mountain climbing and a little bit of winding my way around, I make my way south down to Hagrock Redoubt. Because you can't really get to Dead Crone Rock without dealing with Hagrock Redoubt. Very big Forsworn encampment, multiple levels. It's obviously an old ruin of some kind that they've taken over. And as Michael once said in an episode, and I've never forgotten this since, the Forsworn are garbage. They have nothing. I mean, every once in a while, I'll steal a headdress off one of them to put it on a female character, because I think that looks sharp. But otherwise, I'm with that guy. Unless you're going for a particular kind of theme or build for your character and you want those kind of stone and stick type weapons, waste of time. So I don't want anything to do with these people. So I spend an embarrassingly large amount of time trying to figure out if I can get up the back of a mountain or something, kind of come around the top of Dead Crone Rock and sort of drop in on it or whatever. Nothing doing. I'm breaking my ankles, jumping up against the side of these cliffs. Doesn't happen. So we're going to have to go through this readout. And now we get to a point where... I can kind of take a second to describe why I'm enjoying playing Leo. Like, I imagine to a lot of you listening along, this really does seem like easy mode, you know? Like, I have such good stealth, I have such a good suite of spells that I'm not really facing any any challenge. And that's true if you're looking at Skyrim as a combat game. But with this character, I really get to look at the game as like a puzzle game. Like, how am I going to deal with this, right? Well, the short answer is that Leo gets got his mountaineering badge in Scouts today. I find out that I can kind of get to the southern edge of Hag Rock Redoubt and sort of clip and glide and climb right along the side of the mountain. I can actually bypass all the levels of Forsworn that I don't want to sneak past or fool around with, and I can get right to Dead Crone Rock. I can get right to the end of this whole dungeon just by coasting along the southern top edge of the mountain range. And so I do that. Absolutely, I do that. You get to Dead Crone Rock, and it's got that sort of, you know, classic black Skyrim door with the kind of dragon-looking emblem on the front of it. Pop that thing open, get in there, and it's sparsely occupied by Force One. I somehow managed to be stupid and set myself on fire because there are a lot of those soul gem chaps, you know, the soul gem traps, I should say. They sit on those pedestals and they shoot fire at you and stuff like that. So I can't rely on my perk that allows me to step over trap triggers because you walk in front of them, you're done. However... I've discovered that you can be invisible and on fire, but still technically invisible. I like that. Dead Crone Rock is not much of a dungeon. It's a three-level tower with a handful of fire traps and very light garrison of Forsworn. However, in order to get to where I want to go, I need to get around and find a lever. So you do really have to work your way through this whole thing, even if you're just there for the Baron's Eye Stone. So I get up to the second level, no big deal, work my way around to a back room. I get a copy of Game of Dinner which I must have read somewhere, but it's always good to know where skill books are in Skyrim. Pull the lever, no problem. Get my way back around. I've now opened a, a previously gated hallway, which actually brings me outside. I go up a set of wooden stairs right by a briar heart, get up to the top, and there is this hag raven standing in front of a big black altar with a word wall behind her. There are another three of these soul gem traps, so I managed to kind of ghost around the edges, picking up the soul gems, and in the process of doing so, I see a very nice-looking boss chest. We pop that baby open before we do anything else. We get a banded iron armor of the Minor Knight. 
some Daedra arrows, 100 gold, and a scroll of call to arms, which is worth 500 bucks. So that's not too shabby. I look over at the altar, and right there, right in front of our feathered friend, is the unusual gem. Now, I'm pretty confident in my stealth at this point, let's be honest. But I am not at all confident in my ability to stand up to a hagraven if it goes off. And no doubt, all these Forsworn would come running if she sets off an alarm. So I roll out my pacify. Poof. Works like a charm. I didn't even have to double cast it. She sits quietly. I steal a couple of grand soul gems. I steal a virulent poison that I'm going to pocket for a later adventure. I have to kill a necromancer as part of a quest to gain access to Proudspire Manor. So that's going to be one of my spots where I try this pickpocketing poisons. So I keep that in my back pocket for future use. She's still calm as a canary in a cage. I go up to the word wall and I get fear, dismay. So this is another shout that actually might work with his build. It turns out I may not actually have to go down the main quest line and become the Dragonborn because I heard on episode 220 of a Skyrimatic podcast that they've moved the gem that was inside the Thalmor embassy into a cave that I can access without going down the main quest line. So absolutely, I am not going to go down the main quest line. Nonetheless, if I ever get an itch to unlock some dragon souls for this guy, I think we've got another spell that would be very useful, very much in keeping with this character, you know? So having just had a very strong lesson in what happens when your fingers are too sticky and your eyes are bigger than your stomach, I don't waste another minute in this place. I'm not trying to walk my way back down and loot everybody on the way out. I just get out of there. I get as far away as I need to so I can fast travel, head over to a set of stables, pay my 20 bucks, go to Dawnstar. So at Dawnstar, we're looking for two things. We're looking for a gemstone in Ingvild, which is a tomb not too far from the town proper. And again, as I said, we're looking for a map. So getting to Ingvild wasn't very difficult. If you're going east from Dawnstar, it's like the second big island out in the water. Very obviously a Nordic ruin. You get up in there. There's not even a guard. Enter in. Now, this is uh, like an icy sort of cave, right? Lots of snow and so on and so forth. I'm going down this narrow little tunnel. I turn the corner and standing right there staring me in the face is a Draugr Deathlord. They make creepy sounds. By the way, they have this like rattly breathing. Should they be breathing? I don't think they should be breathing. Nonetheless, I figure, okay, this guy's serious business. This is not a very big room. I got to get past this guy. I double up on my pacify. <laughs> Draugr death lords are too powerful to be pacified. And the eye starts to open. Well, oh my God, I switch out my spell real fast. I, I backpedal around the corner. I cast some invisibility and I wait this guy out. And sure enough, it works. The rest of this very small dungeon, because it's only two levels, is this like nail-biting experience walking past Draugr after Draugr, like whites and death lords, and just listening to their footsteps crunch on the snow and their creepy breathing and always seeming to have to pass them in these narrow little hallways. I am waiting for the other shoe to drop the entire time I am in here. Nonetheless, along the way, I make a little profit, as Leo does. I find myself a grand soul gem that's filled, get some elder gilded armor in a chest, pick up a couple of ultimate stamina potions, which are just money for me. I don't uh, use those for anything. And alongside the Draugr, there are these ghost women that are moving around. I don't interact with them. I don't try to pickpocket them. I mean, what's a ghost got in its pockets anyways, right? Very quickly, I get down to the second level of this thing. I enter into a throne room and there's a guy in, you know, necromancer looking robes or similar, sitting on an old throne, clearly Ingvild's. And there is this ghost woman standing next to him on the one side, a couple of urns, 
and a pedestal with a soul gem and sort of a door at the back of the dais that he's sitting on. Now, soul gems sell for excellent money. So I figured, look, I'm going to sneak around here. I'm going to lay my hands on this soul gem. And then I'm going to go check that room behind them because I don't see the unusual gem. So I'm not going to waste any time trying to aggravate this guy. I don't want any part of it. Well, the minute I pluck that soul gem, this ghost woman standing next to him goes crazy. She just starts stabbing him. They get into this knockdown drag out fight and she just puts the boots to him. I mean, he barely gets her down like a quarter of her health. She absolutely like wipes him out, leaves him on the floor. And as soon as I figure out that she's not going to aggro me, no matter what I do, I go over and I check this dude out. I get a spell tome of bound battle axe. I get a staff of ice storms and some assorted money and, you know, magical clothing. I get his key as well, which helps because that gives you access to a shortcut to get out of here at the end, which I very much enjoyed, by the way, because I was not looking forward to walking past all those death lords again. I get into the back room. There was a ghost sleeping in a bed. I don't know why a ghost would be sleeping. There you go. To my left as I enter is a small table, unusual gem, pluck, and in my pocket. I turn to my right and there's a boss chest and, very interestingly, a staff leaning up against that boss chest. So this turns out to be a grand staff of charming. This will prevent people and animals up to like level 20 or something from fighting for like 60 seconds. And I think this is one of the first pieces of loot that I'm actually going to keep for Leo because that seems very much in keeping with this character. I feel like at some point we're going to be in a situation where I've burnt down my Magicka Reserve and I'm still going to be dealing with a crowd of people that I can't get away from. I favorite that staff. I'm going to carry that baby around. And when push comes to shove, I am absolutely hoping that it will do the trick for me. And I think it kind of suits my man to be out at a fancy gala, regaling all the nobles with his tales of adventure and repatriation of valuable goods. That he happens to swan around the party with a very fancy staff as part of his getup. I like that a lot. So once again, we get out of this place, we backtrack, we take advantage of uh, Arendelle's key, shortcut our way out of there. We do have to sneak past a couple of the Draugr, but nothing serious. I get back out, and I'm ready for the last part of this play session. Now, Treasure Map 6 turns into a real, like, hide-and-seek adventure, both finding the map and then finding the location of the treasure. Most of these maps so far have been in a chest in an identifiable location. You know, they're in a dungeon, they're in a bandit camp, whatever. This one, as it turns out, is on like a dead body in the middle of nowhere. So if you want to find it, I would suggest that the easiest path would be to start sort of at Whiterun and work your way north from there. If you can get to Halted Stream, kind of wrap your way sort of east and back north around the mountain range. You come to Volumru. And if you continue sort of northwest from there, you come to the Shrine of Mara. Now, a very short walk north from the Shrine of Mara, like maybe 100 feet or something, there's a rocky outcropping. And in the middle of it, there's this dead wood elf. You search her body, you find Treasure Map 6. Now, I made that sound easy, but it took me probably 20 minutes or more of running around trying to figure that out. So I pop the map open, and it is a drawing of a place that I know I've been before. And I used my unique talent, we'll call it my uncanny extra sensory perception, also known as UESP for short. It's a treatable condition. There's medications and potions. Go see your favorite alchemist, they'll sort you out. And discover that this is Corvenund, I believe it's called. This is where you're going to go in the Civil War quest line to get the Jagged Crown. And you may recall that that is a dungeon that's sort of in a small canyon. But at the back of that canyon is an arch and there's a very large tree right next to which is the treasure chest for Treasure Map 6. 
This again turns into a little bit of hide and seek. I get up to Loria's farm. I kind of progress along until I get to Blizzard Rest, which is a giant camp. I loot their chest and I get a scaled helm of Major Magica. So that was to stop worth making. But then I get caught wandering. It's been a really long time since I've done the Civil War quest line. I'm not sure exactly where I'm going. I resort to looking at the UASP map and I figure out that what I've really got to do is just go straight east from Blizzard's Rest. We get there. It's taken over by bandits, but I don't even need to engage with them. I go right to the back of the ruin, get up to the arch, pop the chest, and I get the following handful of items. I get an empty black soul gem, a flawless amethyst, 114 gold, a gold jeweled necklace, an iron ingot, and a steel war hammer. Pardon me, but I feel like for all the disproportionately valuable loot this guy's been finding given his level in the world, I really don't feel that these treasure maps are scaling. It's fun to find them, but I would say that like the average person that I'm pickpocketing, the average boss chest that I'm opening, is far and away beating anything that I'm getting out of these treasure maps. We're going to continue to do them, of course, because it's in character, and uh, I really do enjoy getting to jaunt all over the map. But I remain somewhat unimpressed. What does impress me, however, is the absolute pitched battle that I get as a result of immersive patrols on my way out. The Stormcloaks and the Thalmor are going at it on the road. There's like six Justicars, there's a Spellcaster, there's a whole squad of guys in blue armor. It's not looking good for Team Stormcloak for the first bit, but they rally, they nail that wizard, which really turns the tide for them, and they just pants the rest of these people. I patiently wait until everybody's happy again, wandering away from the dead bodies, and I go in there, and I loot six full sets of glass armor. I get two flawless sapphires off of these people. Now that is some serious money. I summon up my merchant because I'm way over my carry weight. I dump all the loot I've been picking up so far that I don't want to keep. Get rid of all the armor, all the junk, all the gems, all the bits and bobs. Leo Getz now has a cool 33,000 septums. I tuck that away in my pocket. I am now capable of becoming a proud homeowner in solitude. I warp my way back to a set of stables set my character up for the next adventure. I want to thank you all for listening along. I hope you're enjoying the life and times of Leo Gitz. I'm certainly having fun doing it. We have probably got three or four game sessions left, and we will have put this quest to bed along with the treasure maps. I look forward to sharing each of those adventuring days with you. But until next time, my friends, take care. It was great. I I really enjoyed this one. Probably this one, for me anyway, I think it was... The best of the best of them yeah. so far. It's very, very colorful, lots of fun. Uh, and as <laughs> always, he's such a good, great storyteller. It was so much fun. like a cheeky Pete. What the hell is a cheeky Pete? Stephen? <laughs> uh, uh, when he entered Mark Garth so, and used Pacify and it worked. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Raylan. That yes. was hilarious. That was great. That was great. I, I thought, and particularly, it's so typically Skyrim, right? Yeah. The, so he's, he's pacified, but, but, the, uh, every the other scripting of the guards <laughs> right still goes through the same old thing yeah, oh, yeah I love that. Man. Uh, but i have to say and i disagree with steven and you as well michael <laughs> i don't know how you feel about it ray but i love markarth i think it's oh, yeah. a wonderful city it's three-dimensional it's the yeah, only city yeah. in, in skyrim that is and and uh and the same goes for the reach really it's very three-dimensional mm-hmm. um and I, I just i love it i think it's it's yeah. For me, it's the best city in Skyrim. Uh, I think- and especially with JK's update. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. You know, because it, 
Yeah, one of the things that always drives me crazy is that, uh, you know, that section when you get into Understone Keep and you, you take the left to go see Calcemo. Yeah. You know, all this time and that's still just rubble and dirt. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mean, seriously, I mean, yeah. has Calcemo got no sway whatsoever <laughs> yeah. with the Arl? He's got nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with, with JK's mod, that's all fixed up. Yeah, it's all cleaned up. Yeah. Oh, but good. yeah, no, I do. I like Mark Hart. Always yeah. have. Yep. Yeah, I used to regularly take the Lindrill Hall as my as my residence because it's 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 a beautiful spot and it's pretty and and with a with one of the uh, uh, noble family mods from way 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 back and 10, 12 years ago. Uh, it's a it's a really nice nice residence. But. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was a, it was really good. I, I and and he he talked about um, uh, when he uh he said something about uh Leo uh, you know where um, in other playthroughs uh you'd be you know fighting and and doing combat, but with with Leo he you know it's a completely different play style. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and. And that reminded me a lot of, of couch warrior who, who did oh, yeah. a lot of stuff like that, who, yep. you know, it was very not strict, you know, you must use this spell and that, but, but it was very much a, a, a sort of a, an organic play style. Yeah. This is exactly the way the character would react to, to this, these situations. And that's, that's what Leo is, is, is very much that way too. I thought it was astute and, and, uh, um, and I kinda, it comes up with clever workarounds. For very sure. much so. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of wish he he was doing like you know video streams of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And they but, found uh, the grand staff of charming, which yeah, worked perfectly yeah. in with the character, and then pickpocketed yeah. the uh, was it deft hands. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. the grand uh, the charming staff worked. I mean, that fits in well. He, he stole it, so he didn't have to make it or buy it or anything like that. He was able yep. to get it that way, yep. and then he can work it into the uh, character like perfectly for what that character does. Yeah, and then he was talking about the he was imagining Leo at a at a party <laughs> uh, that <laughs> re- reminded me of of the famous quote. I think it was from My Fair Lady. With what? It, what? How does it go? Oozing charm from every pore, he oiled his way across the floor. That's <laughs> like, yes, exactly, exactly. That, that was, yeah, that's yeah. Leo for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I almost like, uh, you know, like with you know characters that don't um, Smith and things like that. I really like using what's in the world now more than crafting things yeah. because you can craft like. I don't know, things that are so bonkers high that, you know, you can one shot dragons, things like that. Yeah. I, I, I almost prefer using the stuff that I find now and just doing characters that way where I have to like buy enchanted things or, you know, acquire them in a different way. And I can't always just, you know, take a potion and chant smith smith and chant but you know yeah. <laughs> do the whole grind to get everything super high level yeah, and uh, i'm using honed metal mm-hmm. um, yeah that's a great mod which you know works out great for that kind of character because you can 
you know, you can special order stuff from the uh, blacksmith. Oh, yeah. that's a cool idea. Um, it's not cheap, but, but yeah, uh, and it shouldn't be right. Yeah. No, yeah. but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a way to have a character because, you know, because if I, a lot of characters, I just, I don't want them to do any smithing. Yeah. Um, because it's just not a skill that they would mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's a very specialized skill. Um, and so, you no, know, you're being, right. You're being totally able right. to do that is, is, is special. That's a, that's a wonderful, it's one of those mods that, that's, it's that kind of way of life mod that, that just makes sense. And it, and it, I think it's Arthmore. I'm not, I don't remember, but I, I believe it's, I don't remember. it's uh, uh, but yeah, it works. It's stable as hell. Um, it's like some of these other, uh, mods, like the, the one I mentioned a, a few episodes back, uh, with the carriage mod where you, you just go up to the innkeeper. It's mm-hmm. only in the, the towns that don't necessarily have carriages. You go up to the innkeeper and say, can I get a carriage? And, and you say, yeah, just wait here for a little while. And, and you sit down in a chair and, and in a couple of seconds, a, a carriage driver walks in, you know, it's, it's like, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause that's, ex- that's exactly how it would happen. Yeah. 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 Um, and so it's like calling a taxi or an Uber. <laughs> it's Uber for Skyrim. Yeah. That's it. So, no, but it's great. It's great. Yeah. I love, I love Hon, Hon Metal. Uh, I forget. Does, does Hon Metal include in, enchants too, or is that another mod I'm thinking of? Mm. In other words, it's hard to like, say. I know yeah. I can, I, I know I can get, um, uh, people to enchant stuff for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that's coming from Hon Metal or not. Yeah. Well, I also feel um, like those services fix the economy some too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you then have to, you know, it just makes more sense that, like, like my character is an alchemist. Well, I can sell my stuff and then buy some proper gear. And, you know, when I'm selling whatever, 10 lingering magicka poisons that are worth 500 gold, I can then at least purchase some decent armor. And it will yep. use up all that money and not, you know, feel like. I right, you're you're always it. you know a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. actually have to you know make some stuff to be able to do it. That that makes sense. And then to pay a decent price to have something enchanted would make total sense. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, speaking of economy, uh, trade and barter, another very old, mm-hmm. uh, ven- venerable mod, just got a recent uh, AE. Uh, related update. I think it was just a, a month or so ago. So it's, it's now available and, and stable for, for modern build of Skyrim. Wonderful. It's a great mod, uh, that, that does very similar things. It makes things more expensive where they're more scarce mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, cheap where they aren't. Uh, so something like and adds a few little quests if you, if you want to pursue it. That's great mod. Great, great mod. Did I say trade yeah. and barter? I meant trade routes. Trade Sorry. routes. Okay. Trade mm. routes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know which one I'm using, but it. Uh, the trade and barter is the crypto peer mod that's been around, and should, that's a, that's also a wonderful wonderful mod. Trade routes is is a works well with trade and barter. But mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one, you know, definitely jacks up the price. A, a room is twenty five gold. Yes. A carriage rides fifty to a city with a stable and 75 to one without yeah. you know that kind of thing yeah yeah um 
one of the things that uh, Leo ran into was his, uh, um, what I'm going to call a parking ticket. <laughs> so he got the $5 bounty. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, they didn't try to haul him in for it. And I had that happen too. So there, I, I think it is surrounding a mechanic. So like if you, if you drop a weapon in a city, yeah, a guard's going to come up and give you shit about it. If you tell him to take a hike, you get a bounty. Oh, he doesn't take you in, and I, I don't know. know who you pay yeah. it to. <laughs> <laughs> or the next <laughs> time you get you get screwed for some other crime, you'll pay that bounty too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I had that. I, I, you know, this character doesn't, um, use bow and arrow. Um, so I had some arrows and I needed to get rid of them and I knew I couldn't just drop them, uh, but I put them in a barrel next to, uh, war maidens and, and got a one gold bounty for doing that. <laughs> oh my God. You, you naughty litterer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, you, it's just, it's a weird thing. You arrow dropping arrow dropper, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, I mean, and and not not to keep sort of you know, uh, stroking Stephen's ego too much, but <laughs> I, I have to say that that when he he described there was one spot where he did, I think it was when he was in Ingvild, uh, and he was talking about the the really high level death lords that he ran mm-hmm. into, and he was talking about how about sneaking around near them and hearing their feet crunch and their breathing. Yeah, their breathing, yeah. That is so, it was like so evocative. I thought, wow, yes, I have been there. And that is, mm-hmm. it, it really is not scary, but it's very enervating. You know, you yeah. Just, uh, it was yeah, a, yeah, it was a great edge. description. Yeah, it was a great description. Uh, so yeah. kudos, Stephen. You you are a wonderful storyteller. Yeah, he is, for sure. And High Sneak does just absolutely rock. Oh, yeah, it's it, amazing. It oh, yeah. yeah. But he was invisible and on fire at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I've uh, never done. <laughs> yeah. It is cool, though, that it doesn't take away your invisibility. Touching a doorknob takes away your invisibility. Yeah. Touching on fire. But being on fire, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, you can't see alcohol fire, so... This is fair. This is fair. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, you know, it's an interesting question about the treasure maps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So whether those chests are actually leveled. And it immediately made me think, you know, well, the the one we need to ask is Mr. B. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, because he's, he made those mods. Yeah. Um, so he understands how to read the, uh, the chest loot tables. Yeah. Um. Um, it'd, it'd be interesting to to see uh, what if those things really are level or not. He's he's still active. I still see he he still responds to things on his on the mods that he's done. So so at least he did a few months ago. So should reach out to him. He's a good guy. Yeah, I don't I don't think yeah. I've gone after them enough to notice whether. I don't think they are. Yeah, uh, I think it's what. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I, I uh, just don't know. I mean, I <clears throat> the the number of times I've gone after anyone except for the one next to Riverwood, yeah, is 
I mean, almost ne- negligible. I've never I've, done the whole list. I've never done the whole list either. Yeah. I, I have to tell you though, that what disappointed me the most, not isn't the, necessarily the, the loots, but is that you have to tr- find the treasure map in order for the stuff to appear in the location. Yeah. So if you already know where it is, you can't go, and you it. go there. It's not there. Right. That's just, uh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I know that's a minor quibble and it's, and it's silly. <laughs> But, and and how did you know it was there? <laughs> that's right, yeah. Well, I played it before. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, there's the well, you knew it. Yeah, yeah. how'd your that's character right. know? It? <laughs> okay, you're right. There's one like up on the hill behind uh, the metery by White Run, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, yeah. that one's not there unless yeah, you get no. The, the it's in the tree. It's near near Anissa's house. <clears throat> That's it. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, there's another one around the corner. Yeah, yeah, it's just just up the hill. Yeah, there's a good place to get a couple of uh, deer there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is true. <laughs> if you need pelts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did. I needed a. I needed a cloak because I was freezing in no, the survival mode. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that, that sorry, more mods, but but uh, we were talking about before we started. Uh, there's been a, a real another sort of blossoming of of, of mods. So I just want to mention uh, that Simon May just uh, brought out several new ones, and one of them is a survival mod. It's called Starfrost, and it's based on vanilla survival, based on a another mod called survival mode enhanced or survival survival mode improved, which I think is an SKAC plugin. Um, and then star frost on top of that. So uh, it's another thing. And and I think Simon may just releases a lot of his mods for Xbox. I don't know if this one will be available or not, but definitely well worth a try. He has a lot of interesting. If you read the mod description on the Nexus, a lot of interesting, uh, takes on it where you know cold won't kill you as fast as it does in in vanilla survival which, which is completely ridiculous frankly um and uh, stuff so starfrost he released another one called gourmet which is not a food mod which sounds really cool and one called candle hearth which is an in overhaul where you can actually rent rooms for long periods of time oh. with safe storage that's nice mm. it's kind of a cool idea it's very simple that's all it yeah. does just adds the ability to rent the room for a month at a time at a discounted rate <laughs> and uh, and use use the chest in there. And from his description, he doesn't really it's very compatible. He just changes the you know the the state of the of the you know the container so it, it shouldn't conflict with anything. Anyway, so that's those are pretty That is a great idea though, especially if mm-hmm. you're like Playing like a wandering character that's yeah you know, doing very basic stuff like yeah you know, whatever uh, a smith or an alchemist and you're ga- gathering materials or a hunter or something so- right a hunter, I mean, yeah selling your yeah. wares in each town so you want to yeah. stay in this area for a month and then move on to wherever else that that make that's a yeah. really a useful tool yeah yeah no it sounds really cool all it's another great little tool for a, a unique playthrough. Yeah, it just it just adds more complexity to a, a character, more realism to it too. Where you know you don't have to always find a house to have storage that way. Yeah, yeah. Of course, then or, in a month or, you'll fill that chest up with so much crap. You know, 
Or have, have Lydia carry your burdens or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 You won't be able to carry it anywhere. But yeah. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll be moving, uh, it's incredibly slow. I'll tell you though, I, I did, I had forgotten that I loaded Zim's immersive artifacts on this one. And when I got the, the final, you know, reward from, from Valgroof, uh, after, uh, you know, the third stage of whatever that is, uh, it was this amazing great sword called, Fang or something like that, which uh, um, has pretty high damage uh, for a relatively low ca- level character. I think it was 25 or 26 damage, uh, plus a 40% reduction of shout cooldown oh my God. Uh, within 20 seconds of hitting of uh, an adversary. So you can, nice. if, you, if you only have like the, the first one or two words of, of unrelenting force, you can just blast somebody with that. And then whack them with a sword, and then and, and then you're 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 within you know recharged. Very, yeah, recharge very quickly. It's pretty cool. Um, so, yep. uh, one of the things that I'm doing with my character is a lot of, uh, um, you know, dungeon dives, killing vampires <clears throat> to try to drive up my RK um, favorability, mm. um, and. Uh, all of a sudden, I started getting attacked by uh, cultists in Morag Tang um, uh, armor. Oh, uh, with a note uh, from Molag Ball uh, <laughs> to the cultists saying, "You know, this guy is causing trouble. Uh, awesome. Get rid of him." <laughs> I love it. Uh, the Daedra have to worship, or have to resort, resort to to taking out contracts, right? hiring mercenaries, yeah. <laughs> instead of just pointing at you, going zot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's but, funny. I, so I'll post a couple of pictures after the shower. That so one of them was uh, I was in uh, uh, Morvarth Slayer, and so I. I piled all the bodies. There's a uh, uh, a an altar to Molag Ball. Oh there. yeah, I'm guessing it's added by uh, gods and worship. I was going to say because I don't remember one in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I piled all the bodies at the base of his uh, um, of his altar, and then just set everybody on fire. <laughs> <laughs> So I figured that's why he was probably pissed at me. Yeah. I'm probably sure like, All right. I've had yeah. enough of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I guess we can, uh, the big gaming news. Otherwise this week, Baldur's gate three. Oh yeah. Dear. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people are playing it. I have not yep. played any yet. Uh, yeah. Well, both Sean, my, my two of my kids, Sean and Kate, have been playing it since the alpha, practically. So, oh, okay, so, cool. So, yeah, so they were real excited. Um, I'll play it when it's first person. Yeah. That's right, that's I, a third person game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but and it's, it's also, isn't it uh, ISO? Yeah, it's an ISO, oh, okay. isometric, uh, you know, one, two, three, four party member, you know, mm-hmm. just a lot like Divinity or, you know, Original Sin or Divinity 2. What drives me crazy about it is the camera controls. Oh. It's a mouse click move camera control to rotate 
uh, it's just so if you're if you are ingrained with the mouse look and the WASD keys and you're 66 years old uh <laughs> it's really hard to or older uh it's really hard to uh to break out of that and and it's been so long since i've played games with that with that kind of camera control that i just it's really hard um and also i just got i i downloaded it i played it for a little while i still i just like D in real life i like i like playing it that way with the real mm. dice rolls yeah. and stuff and and it's just it's it's very it's it's very true to the game there's no doubt about that um but the it's the story is cool uh everything about it it's a very very slick very beautifully made game these it's a great studio they do great work i just, but it the animations, the character models, everything to me looks like an MMO and ah, gotcha. plays like D and D that I'd rather be playing with real people somewhere in a room, you know, or online like we used to do with Colin. Um and uh so so kudos to the game. There's no doubt it's a really good game, but just I just bounced. I, I'll go back and I th- I think you c- there's an online mode, so I'm going to go and go in there and play with Kate and Colin and or Kate and Sean and and uh, and they'll they'll clean up my corpse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but when I play with them, I'll, you know, they'll they'll give me some good points. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of uh, Cyberpunk and uh, and Rage, which are both you know first person games, but they make use of the F key, um, mm. you know, to activate things. And so uh, when I bounce back into Skyrim or, or uh, Fallout, um, <laughs> I am constantly switching myself oh, into third-person view yeah. by <laughs> yeah. pressing the F key oh. in, yeah. instead of the E key. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a simple thing like that is maddening. I can't even imagine, you know, having a whole separate, um control structure <laughs> oh it's it's really infuriating if and it's it's just hard to get used to you have to right click and move the mouse in order to rotate the camera around and of course you're above and you're in that isometric mode. It's, it, it just it, it really is hard to get used to. that's all it's I'm, I'm whining about something that that is a feature not a flaw you know so <laughs> so uh i i get that but yeah. it, it, it really is hard to get used to I finished off uh, other in other games. I, I finished the first two Tomb Raiders. Now I'm, I'm oh, starting right. on the on the third one. They really are great games. They're they're so much fun. I love parkour puzzles, uh, mm-hmm. and and they're they're really good with that. So I'm I've I've enjoyed the heck out of those games. So yeah, I tried. Uh, I was uh, looking for something to play yesterday. I think uh, Skyrim crashed on me, and I was like, all right, I need a break. <laughs> yeah, fuck this. Yeah. The, the, yeah. So I pulled up uh, Sniper Elite, but to me it was just uh, Sniper Elite 5. But uh, it felt like I was playing Hitman, but not as fun as when I play Hitman. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I all can't. right. I was like, yeah, I don't really want to play that. And then I ended up, I was going to go. <laughs> I had uh, a couple of the Assassin's Creed on there still from when I played them way back. And I'm like, oh, I'll go do Origins. And I was like, wait, no, this one has a lot of boat battles. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this one. Ships. 
So then I finally settled on Assassin's Creed Odyssey and been kind of playing around with that again. I mean, I've played through the whole thing before, but uh, uh, did you? Yeah, I I made it maybe uh, the third of the way through Origins, I think, somewhere in that. In that way. Go back to Far like, Cry Five. Far Cry Five is such a wonderful game. Oh, you know what? I should have yeah, hopped in that. Yeah, that, actually, yeah, now that you mentioned it, I should have pulled that yeah. up. Maybe that'll be yeah. next. Yeah, just go hunting and fishing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just you can do all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah, it's a great, great game. I mean, I'm basically just hunting. Did you play six, Ray? <laughs> no, never yeah. did play six. Yeah, came um, close. It was on sale this summer on the Steam sale. Yeah, but. You know, I had too many things going on at the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Starfield. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. So, <clears throat> oh, yeah. It's, it's coloring a lot of my uh, decisions lately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's what, like a couple weeks, right? A month. Sorry. Month. Yeah. About a month. What's the date? September 3rd? Sixth. First. First. Oh, first. Okay. For the early. Ad- early uh the pre-order stuff uh it's the sixth is the official date yeah i forget okay. if i bought it or not because uh, i'm i'm leaving for england next week and i'll be back just before that so so i'm not gonna be able to take time off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh yeah oh that's a good question yeah <laughs> Oh gosh. Uh what's going on in uh speaking of No Man's Sky earlier and uh Fallout yeah. and all that. Uh just uh dropped an episode today. Um so we are we're we're kind of in uh update watch mode. Mm. Uh, so there's there's usually an update that uh comes out in August. Um and it's been a few weeks since the uh, the last expedition ended. So certainly any time now we could get an emoji from uh, Sean Murray, <laughs> which will send the uh, community into uh, you know, full spiral. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we'll see what, uh, see what comes up there. We're, we're waiting. So uh, at the beginning of the year, the first update that we got, um introduced um uh, some new ship types hmm. um and a new storyline and so then the update that we got uh in i think it was april uh was the second part of that <clears throat> so the anticipation is that we'll get the third and fourth before the end of the year but uh you know, there there hasn't really been any rumble at this point as to what it's going to be. Hmm. So, but uh, they're they're expanding on some very old lore of the game. Oh, um, interesting. So it's it's been interesting so far. Cool. Huh. And they they do a lot of um <laughs> a lot of hiding in plain sight. Um, so you'll get a message and it'll be just a random string of numbers. Um, but if you put those numbers into a, uh, an editor that, uh, you know, can, um, you know, decipher from hex to, 
text, you'll get a message. Wow. <clears throat> and so, you know, something that just seemed really random at one, you know, when you, when you bumped into it is actually a hidden message, um, in the game. That's right. Um, and it's, it's so bad that, so there's a sound that plays, um, in a particular interaction, uh, in the game with, uh, the Atlas, which is the big bad guy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's a sound that plays. If you run that sound through some special software, um, it also has a message. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, the pictures that, uh, you know, the picture has uh, data embedded in, in it. Um, it's like that. It's the sound that has data embedded. In it. It's like that, Paul, uh, Paul is dead, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, um, that's cool. So. Uh, that's been a lot of fun it keeps everybody really busy they're trying to to decipher every single thing that happens in the game oh god yeah Um, that's um, you know looking for the for the next clue um but uh we're all we're all looking forward to the void mother (laughs) that's the the bit of lore that'll be uh, at the the end of this uh yeah And then, of course, in the Fallout feed, we're headed to Nuka World nice. with our survival characters. Cool. Um, so, uh, and Andrew is up to his usual antics. <laughs> um, I, and it'll be interesting to hear his story um, on Friday. Um, because I gave a, a, a little tidbit of information, kind of like my, you know, using uh, Unbounded Storms to uh, level your um level your uh destruction magic um you know i i had a little workaround for the uh for the gauntlet um and of course andrew took it to the extreme uh oh <laughs> <laughs> and uh as i should have anticipated knowing you know how he likes to do things but uh it'll it'll be fun to hear about his uh, antics in nuka world uh, before he tough. gets to nuka world yeah Remember the gauntlet's very, very tough. Yeah. And it's it's been a lot of fun. So we'll see. I gotta get uh I gotta get in there and get through the gauntlet myself. <laughs> so I don't know if I ever did the gauntlet. I think you have to, don't you? Uh to get into Nuke World, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever played. Never never World. did that DLC. Yeah, I don't think I did actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe I started it but didn't finish it, or maybe I just don't remember. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. It's a, it it's is. an I interesting. Like uh, you know, they did a really good job with the theme park. Yeah, they did. It's it's a, I li- I really enjoyed. It. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the Raiders are thoroughly Raidery, but <laughs> um, yeah, the the space is interesting, and uh, they have the stones of Baron Zaya. Oh, in. Uh, in uh in nuka world so the star cores <laughs> oh right yeah <clears throat> you have to you know wander around the place finding these obscure little uh pieces of tech to uh uh isn't there one in that tunnel where you get run over by trains a lot uh well it's uh the cars yeah yeah, yeah. the little uh on the track race cars yeah <laughs> yeah you get run over them by all the time yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, I definitely didn't get to Nuka World because I don't remember. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, it's been a long time since I've played that. Yeah. yeah. So but that's about it. And then, you know, we're all on pins and needles. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'll be, I'll, I, I, I haven't, I don't think I've bought the, uh, the advance yet, but I'll, I'm going to, yes, I'll be playing it within minutes of its uh, yeah. release, uh, even if I'm still jet lagged. <laughs> um, well, and i'll have to verify i heard that uh actually um tomorrow uh on the august night um the the uh, steam pre-download should be available oh cool. okay but you know there's going to be a, a, a you know a release update <clears throat> oh a huge patch at the end yeah, yeah. yeah. right before right before it goes live yeah. <clears throat> and the 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 pre-release caveat is that if the game is up and running yeah then, then you can play it uh, yeah great. um yeah. so uh we'll we'll see how well that holds up but well uh, it should i mean it, how much multiplayer is built into it i haven't really none seen, zero yeah Right, so it shouldn't be an issue of server servers going down, except Steam servers, which are super robust. So, yeah, so there shouldn't be a problem with downloads. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah yes, well. but so we should see a whole rash of uh, videos um, about how I played it earlier than the early release. Yeah, and show yeah. that they downloaded the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, I couldn't show any gameplay footage. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh well. Cats are getting wild. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I'm like, yeah. So now I got to figure out what my next uh, uh, deity is that uh, to go through. I'll have to build a character for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with my alchemist. I'm going to keep going. I'm, I'm enjoying the just slow, simple, live in the world play. I kind of like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's fun. So I might just do that for a while. No quests. I haven't really. I haven't done any quests. So getting. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely have to start a new character to be able to do something like that because RK is very demanding. <laughs> he wants the undead dead. Yeah, you yeah. gotta get. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You have to do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I'm not killing Draugr's, you know, he's gonna he- kick me to the curb. You could do her scene, right? I just oh. go hunting and spend spend your days yeah. hunting wolves and yeah, or kind. kind, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's true too. Yeah, it depends on whether you want to do a divine or a daedra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll have to see what's in it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fair. <laughs> well, then you definitely want to do a daedra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. today. You give you a little yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. Up oh, until uh, next time. Uh, yeah, and next time we might be talking about Starfield, right? Yeah, that's. What I assume maybe we could. Uh, I don't know if we could squeeze in a day one quick thoughts, <laughs> possibly. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I figured that would be. That's about a month from now, so that's about proper timing. <laughs> yeah. Unless if we squeeze one in before that, that'd be shocking. But uh, <laughs> since it's end of summer here, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be I'll be in the UK, but I'm going to have the Steam Deck with me, so I'll probably play some Skyrim on that too. Although I I have not bothered to set it up for modding, it's just 
too much trouble roundabout to <laughs> yeah. get to do it. Yeah, I'm not a Linux, you know, expert like Ray. So I, I, I bet you, you could probably set, set your, cause it basically is a Linux desktop under there. And, yeah. And, yep. uh, um, I gather that with the right, you know, software, you can, you can make it work pretty well. I, I just don't have the skill or the, the desire to learn the skill to, to do all that. But there are a lot of people using it as a Linux machine. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and the nice thing about Linux is that, you know, so when other people do, you know, figure this stuff out, they post the code. Yeah. And you cut and paste it and it runs. And so you don't have to know how to code it. You just know how you have to know where to find the code. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, so people post that stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm a terrible coder. Um, you know, I've always been a hardware guy, but, uh, with Linux, I'll, I can just, you know, find somebody that's posted the code, cut and paste it into the, uh, command prompt and bam, yeah, I'm good nice. to go. Yeah. Nice. That's for a different show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well maybe maybe if we get lucky we can convince steven to do part six yeah we'll see six do more that guy owes us six seven and eight at least that's right <laughs> yeah, he did say at the three end of the more. last one he said he was going to do three or four more <laughs> yeah so right yeah i mean he's for. he's under contract yeah, spoiler <laughs> yeah, alert. Right. that was yeah. uh april 10th so uh <laughs> <laughs> you should have had plenty of time to uh, play and edit yeah. we know where you live canada is not that big exactly <laughs> uh all right everybody till next time uh we'll talk to you then yeah good night all take care